you know, a lot of the mentality is still the same. The industry just changes, right? So the same focus, same attention to detail. You know, it's even more so now because, you know, when you play, you got to take time off. You got to let your body heal. You got to do certain things. You know, in business and in creativity, there is no off switch. Day by day. Because your brain's constantly working. So, you know, the similarities are, are there. It's the focus, attention to detail, and you try to surround yourself with people that are just as maniacal as you are about their craft. Episode of Off the Strength, where we're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I got some gentlemen of extraordinary league guys. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves, please. KR Jones is in the building. Good morning. Troy Brooks is in the building. You're a trainer, core. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all types from near and far. You got the full squad in effect today. And unfortunately, folks, I wish we were coming in on a happier note, but we are all a bit somber today. I think the whole world might be feeling a little bit something different. I know that everybody inside this room is understanding this, but we are recording this after we heard about the death of Kobe Bean Bryant and his daughter and the nine other passengers that were inside the helicopter tragically over the weekend. Fellas, I know my heart is heavy. I feel like the start of this year has been a trying ass time. And I know that having not known this person personally, this hits me a little bit differently because I usually don't give it up for people that's outside of my circle, my immediate set. But damn, I feel like we were just getting to learn who this brother was off the court. And he's just starting to step into his greatness. He was just starting to really show people that he had different layers to him. And, you know, it's tragic short ending to his situation. How y'all feeling about this today? Sad. It's tragic. I just I feel for it. You know what I mean? I hurt your heart. I feel like it's one of those things where what you recognize the most is his hard work that he put in. Like, that's always going to be respected. The work that he put in, the, the effort, the meticulous detail that he put into everything, even something like coaching his daughter, is what will always be remembered aside from the accolades, you know. But, man, he was a hell of a human being, man. I've cried uh, about three times already. I think shit is just hitting me completely different this time as a, as, a, as, a, as a father, as a parent. Seeing things through that lens, you know, it's just, I, it's like, I think that's a parent's worst nightmare is to lose a child. So right now I'm, I'm really, really heavy hearted just, you know, praying for his, his wife, Vanessa, and the rest of the family and the loved ones who are still here right now who have to try to pick up the pieces of a life that'll never be the same. Kobe off the court specifically, I've always looked at as a role model for mentality, mindset, business structure. And then I started to really see the parent lens as I became a parent. And then I started to truly admire how he parented his children, how present he was for them and how much he loved his family. And I found that to be extremely admirable and someone that I look up to. So this is really hitting me hard, you know? Yeah, I would say that he spoke to that most recently in the interview that I saw in All the Smoke. I don't know if you guys check out All the Smoke, Troy. I know you saw that. Yeah. That's Matt Barnes and I'm Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson's Jackson. podcast. Shout out to them. They're over on Showtime. Definitely check it out. But they had a chance on episode 11 to sit down with Kobe Bryant. And it was, again, one of the chances where I think there's something to be said about kind of in a similar way that 
we talk to fitness people and we can have a conversation that they can't have anywhere else when they come on these microphones. When they talk to basketball players, you get to see a different side of the game. And some of the questions that they were asking him allowed him to answer in a way that I never got to see. Because, again, that Mamba mentality, when I'm on the court, it's going to be business. You're not going to stand in front of me. I'm putting up these buckets, whatever the case is. You know you know that side. And you know the give me the ball. I'm going to find a way to win all costs. Walk off the court with a torn Achilles and not even flinch on you. Like, you know that mentality. That's a different type of person. It's the last of a dying breed, in my opinion. You don't really see too many people on or off court made like that. But when you get to hear him talk about the soft spot that he had for his, his kids, his wife, how he made it his highest of priority to be there every single time that he could – and that he found a new love for the game that he pretty much professed his life to through his daughter's eyes. And to see that's the maturation process that he was going through. I feel like he was on the preface of really starting a whole nother chapter going into a different type of leader and a different type of, you know, role model. And we were just robbed of that. It's heartbreaking to see that more than a game story cut short for somebody whose light was already very bright. And you could see all over the place. It wasn't just the sport of basketball that was impacted by this. You see football stopped. The garden changed all of the stuff that was going on in front of that. I mean, like worldwide. CNN shut down for a while. This man was profound inside this world, you know, yeah. so he will be missed for sure. My best friend lives directly across the street from Staples Center. So he um, had sent me some videos of people outside in the streets. I mean, this is like... I mean, obviously the Grammys were yesterday as well, but the, the amount of people that were in the street for Kobe, that they had a cut off a section by a hotel where by the Staples Center, they have like, you can't just run through there anyway. No. But specifically during this time with the Grammys, like shit was shut down. But then they had a barricade where they just had people in the streets who were out there basically solely just supporting Kobe and showing love at Staples Center. And it was just this gigantic, enormous amount of people, man. It looked insane. The amount of love and respect and admiration that people have for him is just... That man got two jerseys hanging dude, up in them rafters dude, for a reason. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. real. You know, there ain't a lot of cats that retire two numbers No, inside the whole league. There's been know? a bunch of teams in the league talking about retiring both numbers completely and not allowing another player to use them, which I think is a big debt. And then uh, I forgot which teams it was, but there were quite a few teams that just did, you know, shot clock violations, 24-second clock violations on both sides as, as a morning. It impacted everybody, and I, we were robbed of not only... For the sport of basketball, not only one of the greats, but also Gigi. Yep. Gigi looked like she was about to come up and make some, some major changes in women's basketball and basketball in general by the way she was playing and the way she was being coached. And you could see a couple of highlights. You could see the look on her eyes had that same that same Kobe Bryant look. So she was going to come for us with that, too. So we lost a lot. And it comes on the heel of LeBron James just passing some of Kobe's records. I think it was the Saturday before this actually happened yeah. where he passed his scoring title on the, on yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, scoring sure. now. Yeah. And just even hearing before this happened, hearing the love that LeBron was giving up for Kobe and going through all of the things that, you know, he told a story about when he was in high school, Kobe gave him a pair of shoes and it was a size too small, but he still had the ball in them because they was Kobe's. He's like, yeah. yo, my feet were hurting, but I put up as many numbers as I possibly could yeah. that night. Because I knew Kobe was watching. He's yeah. like, I, I saw what he did in the All-Star game, so I had to come and go through, you know. You see the torch has been passed on, and you can see that, I mean, I don't know on the pantheon of what Lakers are, if there's ever going to be anybody that tops that. Because you, you see Magic giving it up. You see all the Shaq is coming in. He's beside himself. I mean, all the people that, you know, a couple weeks back, people were always having that conversation. And this man, I feel like, was getting shortchanged in a lot of the conversations of the greatest. I'm happy to see him get his flowers and all the rest of that stuff. But it is the epitome of a body of work that, is 
thankless in a lot, a lot of shadow work. You're talking about everybody who speaks to him that understand the game. Talk about this man coming in and doing a workout before the workout starts, staying after to put up over a thousand shots. Like, I want to get into that conversation a little bit because I think that that is the legacy that we probably can appreciate the most. Getting into that mentality of, okay, we're facing some hard-ass times, right? Or at least I could say selfishly, I'm facing some hard-ass times. Where am I going to get the strength to get up and put that work back into the gym? Where am I going to get the strength to get up and put these reps back on this microphone? Where am I going to get the reps to go or the strength to go back into the boardroom and say, you know what, now I'm going to fight for this thing a little bit differently. You know, have that real mentality where, okay, no matter what the obstacle is in front of you, how am I going to overcome this? How am I going to go beyond that? How am I going to dig deep to have that that real, you know, instinct to say, all right, if I'm in the arena, I'm competing. Regardless of if I win or lose, if I make it inside this door, you better believe I'm competing. Like, how are we finding that? I think even taking it a little further beyond what, what you're saying, because I think digging deep and finding a hole when you don't have a lot is one thing, but to continue to have that same level of work ethic after you've achieved. Yeah. When you're a multiple-time all-star and you're still working like that, when you're still putting in that that effort, like you fresh out the G League, but you're already being talked about as one of the greats and you still work like that. There's an example that he sets that we can all work to try to get close to I mean, you fail trying to be trying to have that Kobe mentality. You still going to do all right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different level of effort and it's consistent and it always came through. And one of the things that was very much on character, in my opinion, of what little I know about the man outside of, you know, hooping, is that when LeBron won, he shot out that, that props tweet instantly. And when you when you think about Kobe, if you didn't really pay attention to his career and how he really played, he's seen as a, like a very selfish player. Because he's like, yo, I'm about to win. Give me the rock. Let's go. But the the other side of it, being able to give props to people when they achieve and not have hate for the fact that you've gotten to a certain point is a big thing, too. So to have a combination of that level of drive and that level of consistent drive and then also having the ability to have some joy for someone else achieving is a combination of things that is the most impressive thing about everything that I know about Kobe. Yes, yeah, evolution. He's sitting at the end of where the guard was. He's coming into that mid nineties kind of era where mm-hmm. early nineties was like, yo, check this out. You could be great. I ain't giving it to you. Yeah. No, it's, okay. it's like, it's never going to happen. And if you are, if you do win, you're going to feel every second of this win. So if you pass me, yeah. definitely not going to give you that same highlights. And, and it's good to see that maturation and to see how that, that evolved into somebody who can keep that on the court but know when to turn it off, too. Yeah. I love and admire the fact that he was able to do that. It shows his growth and his evolution during the, the current times, right? So on the last episode, we spoke about my win, right? So I'm at that point that you're talking about where things aren't necessarily going bad. They're going really good. Just got, you know, number one trainer in New York City on class pass. And my mentality when you guys were like, you know, fuck that, you being too modest was my mentality was what I learned from Kobe, which was, okay, I got this. Now I got to keep going forward. Like I got to hold on to this rocket. So I don't want to sit here and let this thing go to my head. I need to continue to fucking put the feet on the ground, put the work in and continue to move forward. And that's something that I got from him, you know what I mean? It's just that level of, I, I think it was when they were 2-0 and in the finals, and the dude said to him, like, I'm waiting for you to crack a smile. And he was like, crack a smile for what? Like, we ain't win yet. Like, this thing is not over. So, you know, it's just about, you know, staying true, adhering to the mission, the legacy. And like Nipsey said, the marathon continues. So I think always having that approach is what really uh, made me admire that man, is now that you're hot, you stay hot, what are you going to do to stay hot? And how do you sit, how do you continue to hold on to that rocket, so to speak? Yeah, you talking about a dude that's been 
the man for as long as you can think of. You know what I mean? I mean, dude took Brandy to prom. Like that's that's a different life. No, think about that. Nah, that is that's true. a different yeah. life. Like he was he was one of the most famous people in the world in high school. But we also forget about the early startup too, because he talked about that a little bit in that interview where his first three years he was not starting. Like Rick Fox was yeah. starting over yeah. now. And there was a few other people that he was deep in the bench on. And he felt, again, he talked about his ego check that he's like, yo, I'm a straight killer for real. Like, if you put me on the court, I'm giving you these buckets, but I got to sit behind three other people before I get that chance to shine. And then once you do get that chance to run as far and as fast as you can. But he went he went through some more early on. I remember them Celtics games. I remember them like Jordan, like, I right, check this out. I know I see you young pup, but I'm gonna still yeah. get this to you real Jordan quick. came for him hard too. Because he, he saw that. He saw that. He you came know? for him hard. And it's the same thing that he did to Braun. You know, when you're passing that torch, it's kinda like, all right, I wanna make sure that you're ready for this, yeah. this light and this, this crown, you know, because it's gonna come to you. And understand that I'm gonna test you here, but everybody else is gonna test you and they don't think that you is as good as I know you are. Mm-hmm. So see where that goes. And we gotta give his brother respect too for the international impact that he had on the game. Because internationally, this man has always been around. I think he grew up in Italy for a sustained amount of time. 13, 15? I know he was fluent. And I know that every year when he was doing his camps in like China or going all all over the world to do different basketball camps, that is a part of why the NBA is an international 365-day sport. Like, if you're really going to talk about it, this man was doing things that were off off season inside of this game and inside of the sport to really extend the brand well beyond what the normal prototype was really supposed to be like this man completely was embedded into develop the new youth let's see where these people come from like i don't think you get a Kyrie without kobe i don't think you get half of these guys coming out of some of these european style euro stepping and all the rest of this kind of stuff like you see this man's dna inside of people's games all over the place the luca fadeaway step back all the rest of that kind of stuff you see the architecture there so that's more than just you playing that's that's elevating on a different level speaking back to just the shadow work that was done i feel like the mentality that he had was that today i'm gonna do what others won't so that tomorrow i can do what others can't Mm -hmm. Like, that's the mentality that that keeps you going. That's the mentality that will have you working before practice, during practice, after practice. And he did put that flame in so many other people, man, on the court, off the court for having a family, for everything, man. I feel like it's just one of those things where you can't not trace back his input into the game. So I saved this quote on uh, November 19, 2015 from Kobe Bryant said, I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. So that just lets you know that level of going in and like you said, doing the things that, you know, other people won't, you know, and it just really just that quote has always resonated with me. It's like if you're lazy, if you don't have that mentality, like I can't even identify with you. And that just further shows you the work ethic that this man had. He was a superhuman. He was able to tap in mentally in a way that most people never understand, ever be able to fathom. I don't know how many different people that you know playing in the sport walk around with an Oscar and Emmy and multiple different documentaries, multiple different books. Like this man is insatiably a genius about this one thing, but then is also going to have that same level of impact and drive in as many different areas that he has a legacy for. You hear this dude talk about basketball. He's like, yo, I got to study Allen Iverson. I started watching Sharks to understand how he moves. It's like, yo, who (laughs) goes to that bag? 
Like, that's a different type of thought. He was like, well, why would you do that? Nah, because I see he cuts like a shark. So I started watching how sharks move so that I could guard him better next year. It's like, yo, that level of three-dimensional chess is a different type of bag. Like, I want to be able to approach the different... I don't know how to get that abstract thought for my everyday problems. They said that he studied all the people that he would thought the greatest in their field. And then was like, all right, I'm going to try to replicate this thing in this field that I want to get into. So, like, that's how he was able to actually win the Emmys. He was like, he started to study people that he thought were the greatest and was like, you know what? I'm crazy enough to go out on a limb and be fearless and try this thing. And that's kind of how he got to the point where he got that. What is it? The animated docu season or whatever. And um, for him to get that. So it's crazy. Yeah, animated joint. Yeah, he had a joint with yeah. Spike. I mean, crazy. come on, man. I think um, it was, it was Luca who said, like, he was shocked by Kobe, not just from his greatness, but dude talk shit to him in his own language. And he was like, yo, who's speaking my language? Which is like Slovenian. Like who goes out and learns how to speak Slovenian to talk shit to the new dude? Like yeah. that's that's wild. Yeah. So you gotta do it, man. He's like, yo, I'm gonna give you these buckets in your language. <laughs> your dialect. Camp and money just started hitting him with his own language talking junk. Like that's that's another level of research and thought process and effort and work and just uh, he is going to be better than you at all times. That's that's a different person. I was I was talking to my mother about it yesterday. You know, I talk to her all the time on Sundays, and um, she had asked me like, you know, just certain things about what happened. I was thinking about in high school when I had got the uh, the crazy eights, right? So the the Adidas shoe that just came out, and my pops was like, "Yo, I want to get you some shoes for basketball." I was like, "Yo, I need these Kobe's. Like, I need to get these." And at the time, he lived in Pennsylvania, so we go to the malls out there in Pennsylvania. He didn't have them. I'm like, y'all don't got the crazy eights. And this is before Google. This is before yeah. I could pull it up on my phone and show you what they look like. They were just looking at me like I was speaking another language. So I actually had to go back home to Baltimore in the hood to get a pair. And my my sophomore year was probably my five, my best season I ever had. And those shoes were so fired that I would play in them and then wash them and then go out later that night in the weekends just to, like, y'all played in these, but still they that fire. Like, I got to wear them. And the thing that I was talking to my mother about to connect it was even at that age, it made me understand the business aspect of shoe releases, right? Like, we're in a suburban county in, like, Pennsylvania, and this shoe wasn't released up there. Nobody had no idea what it was talking about. But in the hood where people actually play basketball, it was there, like, top shelf. And I was just – even even at 14 years old, I'm thinking about that like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Like, how how is this limited release and, and things of that nature? And that was before the sneaker world even turned into what it was. And I look at that as a lesson that Kobe taught me, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that's not even basketball related. That's just business, you know? So shit like that, man, is 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 what hurts, you know, the, the most. Like, my mom's was like, it's just certain people that, you you just feel like they're going to live forever. You know, you just genuinely, just like, you'll never die in, in my eyes or you never see it coming. So to actually witness it is just like, I, I don't know, man, I'm still lost. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy for a while. And it's one of those things that, again, I'm trying to find the silver lining, but it's a tough one, man. It's It's hard to see where you can get purpose in something that doesn't make sense. You know, where making it easier, trying to find the logic in it is not going to be the thing to do, you know. So rather than try to rush through it, I want to understand what's to be felt and try to remember and I'd say celebrate the legacy of somebody who is a worldwide impact and worldwide phenomenon, you know, because that is 
again, undeniable. I, you was talking about the shoes for a little bit, man. I really want to give dude credit for inspiring Elon Musk to make that ugly ass car too, because that damn what was that one silver uh, the shoe, the first shoe, shoe yeah. first the cyber trucks, stormtrooper storm joints. Yeah, you can't tell me that that shoe is not exactly the model that Elon was just like. You know what? Turn it around. Some wheels on that. He just flipped it around and put some wheels on the back. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him credit for making a car too. I don't know if he got that, but you know what? Check this out. Elon need to be running the family estate to check right now, man. That's just how I feel about it. Purple and gold is gonna be a different color for me coming up, man. Mama mentality's gotta be all through that. I remember legitimately walking onto the Nike campus for the first time and seeing the banners that they had in front. Like when you're walking through, it's kind of like walking into Jurassic Park. It's just this huge ass gate that you gotta make it through. And they just had a picture of Kobe's eyes on the front of it. And you knew it was like, all right, damn, I, I'm walking onto this campus. I got to feel like I got to button up. I got to change something up a little bit, you know, see what's going on. Had the parking spot. Just like, all right, dude, he's got four parking spots in the front. Okay. <laughs> That's just how you got to do it sometimes, I guess. I guess I'm going to walk around <laughs> and see where we're going. <laughs> you know the level of impact you have to have where someone can just show the outline of, like, your eyebrow to the and you know of what your time nose it is. and people know who that is? Yep. You know me for this right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to make it that famous one If day. you know me between my eyebrows and the top of my nose, you know me. It was gone, man. I, I'd like to see them give him a building on the campus the way they did MJ. It has to be underway. If yeah. it wasn't already there, I mean, it's been some years since I've touched down on it, but I would imagine that he has to have one. That's a no-brainer, man. I went there three years ago, and they had the MJ joint. His his building wasn't there yet, which is why I'm saying they need to give that man a building. Almost sure. He had to have had... Probably got like a walkthrough or something, I remember. He has they to have something like on there. A, they need a building. We need a building for the man. Been crazy, man. But, you know, fellas, we gotta pick it back up. We gotta figure out a way that we're gonna keep everything moving forward and we got to figure out a way to keep that again some of the things that we want to celebrate inside there i think the best way to give that out to the listeners is to deconstruct a little bit of the things that we have appreciation for see how we can apply them kind of like how we were doing a little earlier you guys have any things that you want to take out and say you know what i'm gonna do this in memory of or try to you know build up a strategy to try to go through and keep that in mind not saying that you're dedicating anything to this man because you know him but you know, be inspired by this man in some way, shape, or form? I, w- I would say one thing that I could definitely pick up and use. I hadn't thought about it till you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say I, like, pre-planned this. But, it's all um, good. It's off the cuff, man. Yeah. We, are, we off the strength. It's off the cuff. We letting the heart speak today. I would say practice. Um, putting in... There's a lot of things that I feel like I'm comfortable with, so I let them go, and I focus on the things that I'm not comfortable with. But one of the things that he consistently showed me from just watching what he does is that he's always practicing. He's always continuously doing things. He's shooting after games, shooting before games, just constantly shooting. So I think one of the things that I can definitely add into my routine and take from what he did is practice. Whatever things I'm doing, continue to work on it, put that extra effort in and make that time to always put that extra effort, be the last one to leave type of thing. Uh, For me, I think it's more along the lines of in that same vein of practice, but just a locking into greatness, right? Being able to to channel something something deeper. Like I remember years ago they asked him about like, you know, how many moves do you need to have? He's like, it's not about the moves you have, it's about the moves that they can't stop. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about the the moves that you are already they premeditated. You know, it's autonomous. You could just do it without even thinking. You can do it without blinking. And um I think that what this did ultimately was it just inspired me even more to tap into greatness, to to lose whatever else I need to get rid of, but to get to that next level of going after anything and everything that I want. Because, I mean, 
it ain't promised. Life ain't promised. You know, to, to make it here and touch down on these mics twice a week is a blessing in itself. So it's one of those things where if you don't make every day count, literally, then what are you really doing? Or I'd say for me, it's definitely his the way he parents, the way he stepped up as a family man um, are some of the things that I, again, like I said, I value and admire the most about him is his dedication to his family. So for me, that's something that I want to continue to do. And that's something that I admired from him is how he led his family and how his family was basically the driving force behind everything that he did. So he was able to use his family as fuel to be in the mindset that he was to do all the great things that he's done. So for me, it's like continuing to tap in on that interview. He basically talked about setting boundaries and how important it was for him to make sure that he was able to take his kids to school or drop them at the bus and do all those things. So for me, I think that's important because the values that I have that he has, that that family's everything. So for me, that's one thing that's really important. And then the other thing is to, when you're hot, stay hot, but not, you know, have an ego about it. Just continue to be like, okay, I did that. I need to continue to move forward. Yeah, I like the idea of compartmentalizing your competitive nature. You know, somebody that's not actually on the battlefield, so to speak. This man went to war every time he laced up them shoes, right? So that level of competition is something that I have a high level of affinity for, but also knowing that there was a time and a place for it. Also understanding that you were able to turn that on and off when it was appropriate and be able to either take something over or comes back to the family component, be submissive to the understandings of where his family needs to be, right? I can't be this intense person all the all time, time with like the kids and all yeah. the rest of that kind of stuff. So I totally appreciate that. And then I would also say the mending of his and Shaq's relationship toward the later portion of life shows a level of forgiveness, shows a level of understanding, shows a level of maturity that I have to take appreciation for because again... That same person who has that level of tenacity for the competition is probably not the easiest of forgiving people. So to see that whole arc start off where they were, like, beefing, beefing. Yeah. you talking about yeah. the big fallouts. you talking all kind of crazy on the microphone in the middle of the damn club. Mm-hmm. Putting my business out here when you, you know, we all in the field doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, doing all the rest of that stuff. Like, you talking about going against man code. Codes. Yeah. Man code. Right. To violate that. But then to still be like, you know what? This was my brother at the end of the day, even though we didn't agree with each other. I really was putting on too much of what I expected out of him into the situation. And that made that situation denature to see that come back to a point where they can actually sit down. And Shaq still refers to Kobe's family as that's his family, too. You know, so whatever the bullshit was that kept them apart, you could see it didn't mean anything in the long lens of time. So I have to take that and I have to appreciate that to see somebody who understands that life was more about what was going on in between those lines. Life wasn't just the ball and the hoop. It wasn't just the putting up these these rings and getting these globes. It was more to it than that. If you can mend that bad of a wound, then there's a different level of zen that you can get to. Same thing in his marriage. Yeah. You know? I mean, they went through it too, for and, sure. And were able to come back from it, have two other beautiful children after that entire situation like that. Shit shows a lot. It's admirable. We live in this time where people, uh, what was the quote you said? You said something about marriage. People are ready to get engaged but not ready for marriage. People plan for marriage. People plan for a wedding but never plan for a marriage. Exactly. So, like, where people get married for three days, you know what I mean? They take these vows that they don't hold dear to, and that just shows, again, the level of admiration that I have for the man because he was able to stick it out. His wife was able to stick it out and able to make it work. Mind you, they didn't have a prenuptial agreement. She could have, st- she could have slid off if she wanted to and had everything, right? And he, they, But the point is that their love was pure and they went all in on it and they stayed true. That shit was t- 
public as hell. Yeah. You yeah. made it into a popular rap verse. Yeah. A that lot of them. played throughout that whole year. You know what kind of pressure that was inside the house? Like, forget game yeah. like game seven pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is? It's like, yo, you, your boy Drake, yeah. yo, he out here wilding. He wilding, wilding. Like, yeah, he he could have sent a text, man. He, 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 you really going to put that in your song, fam? We, and it's a smash, yeah. and you know it's going to live yeah. on number one. I can't yeah. go out now because when I go yeah. out, I'm going to hear yeah. that. That's what I'm going to hear. Like, you're going to let me come home to that? It's like, yo, check this out, player. We got to have a like, quick little combo on that. We got to do a redub, re-edit or some shit, you know? But... Found a way, man. Found that's a way. That's why he dropped 81. That's why he was balling out them, like that. Put numbers up you on know, him, man. Put numbers up, man. That's another lesson we can learn is in the midst of wild adversity, especially things that affect you psychologically, succeed. If you can't succeed in a particular thing that's hindering you, succeed at something else and live off that. Create fame in a different fashion. Create joy in a different way. Find something else that you can go to when life is beating you down in one Gotta make it work. Alright, fellas. So we're gonna have to rebound this week somehow, some way. And again, rest in peace to Kobe, rest in peace to Gigi, rest in peace to all of the people that lost their lives in that tragic helicopter crash. Thoughts and prayers going out to all of their families and everybody that was impacted by this directly. I wanna try to change the direction. I wanna try to bring it back up. I wanna see where we can go inside of this week. So I wanna set the intention coming across the room and for everybody inside the room in terms of how we can make our week a little bit more mindful, how we can make our week a little bit more direct, and how we can be deliberate in the execution of what we want to do. So this is off the cuff again. Ladies and gentlemen, you're out there just listening to a therapy session of dudes talking to other dudes about stuff that we didn't talk about before this, so I don't know where it's going to go. But you're going to get something that hopefully helps you put your best foot forward as we take our best foot forward and we continue to stride going ahead. So, gents, let's talk about intentionality coming into this week. We got a lot of stuff that we got to face and the world's still going to move. What type of intention do you want to set coming into this week, being a little bit more mindful? I think I'm going, I know I'm going to put my direct effort into being as efficient, as effective as possible, using my time wisely, and like I said earlier, putting in that extra work, putting in that practice. For me, I think I would say that just locking in on a different level like it if nothing else it this whole situation just reaffirmed what matters and what doesn't you know and and what what you have to do to get to where you need to be as opposed to what's bullshitting like you can't really flirt with success like you it's a full commitment you know and you you have to commit to it every day even when you don't feel like it even when you don't want to even when you know, the odds are against you. It's like, man, I I still got to do this. I still got to show up and show up for me. And I think the idea of flirting with being successful, like, oh, yeah, you know, we nice, we can do this, we got numbers, but it's like, nah, that's not even enough. Like, it's not even close to being enough. So being able to really lock in and keep that same energy of this the pod that y'all gonna hear on Tuesday. Yep. But in a, a way more efficient way as Corey said, just really locking in. I think I want to step back and just smell the roses a little bit more, so to speak. I think we're all pretty successful in our own ways and we all have a certain amount of drive where we're always pushing the needle and trying to 
level up and achieve these great things or live life in a way that you know we deem to be successful but i think for me i want to just i want to live more i, I want to live more you know I, I think i try to do a good job of saving money and being responsible and i'm not saying be irresponsible but i'm saying if you just can't take this shit with you when you die there's a lot of you know the brinks truck ain't coming with me so making sure that i create memorable moments with the people that i enjoy making sure that I'm actually as present and aware as possible when I'm at dinner parties or when I'm in company, trying to engage in real conversation and real interaction. Like Corey said, you spoke about, you know, we need to reintroduce touch in a way where, you know, people are just interacting in human connection again. And, I, you know, I, I did that this morning with my classes, and I was just like, listen, man, I spend more time with some of you than the people I want to actually see. So it's important that we're just being open and communicative with each other and that we're building this thing and that we're doing something real. And I think that's what I really want want to do is just really connect to life in a way that just feels good while I'm still here because again you can't take this shit with you don't be so hard on yourself man people in the wellness community fucking you want you want to drink have that drink don't go crazy on yourself you want to have some cake have that cake like our friend said from Harlem Psych when you die no one's gonna be like damn yeah she had a real nice ass <laughs> you know what I mean that's like not what they're gonna be saying about you when you die that's a different way to get buried for sure seriously that's just you know, they ain't gonna bail you they ain't burying your belly yeah. up it ain't a belly up situation yo check this out so, flip me over real quick <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll tie down to uh, you know who you are what you stood for your character and that impression that you left on this earth and I think you know when we look at what Kobe did, man, he was a good human being. He did a lot of tidying and gave back and did a lot of stuff in his community, and he was only getting started. I think that's the kind of shit I want to kind of tap more into because, you know, when we leave this earth, that's what people will, or I would want them to remember me for. From putting in the practice to turning pro to appreciating life, I, I want to also be setting my intention to doing the work similarly and, you know, Talking about that legacy, what are people really going to believe in and appreciate and remember you for at the end of the day? You know, they're not going to remember the shots that you missed. They're not going to remember the times that you fucked up. They're not going to remember whatever it was that you thought was the biggest deal at that particular point in time. I want to do the work where people remember the highlights, remember the hits, remember the greatest, how I had that impact to change the course of what was going on. Like that, on some real stuff, like if I could check out and know that not to this extent, but to my own extent, people are doing things differently. And you can see that in the DNA, which is already, you know, it's, it's materializing in certain ways, but it's not really at, at peak popularity, as they say. I want to get to that. It's the last wish that I could hope for on that side to say, you know what? All right, I put in that work. I did that Kobe life going yeah. down. Until the day that I leave this earth, anything that I shoot in a trash can. Got to say it. Will forever be Kobe. Gotta say any any balled up paper, any whatever I'm shooting, it don't even gotta be a trash can. Whatever I'm shooting that is not a basketball goal, it's Kobe. Gotta give him the shoulder work. Shoulder work, <laughs> the fade away, the yeah. uh the dream shake. The little kickback, you so know, don't do foot that. up. That's, that's probably why I miss a lot. All I, I don't say Kobe when I shoot. That's probably why I miss all the time. You gotta say it every time, every single time. I'd be like Horace Grant. Nah, I don't do that. Nah, don't, don't. <laughs> nah. Nobody's shouting out Grant. That's like my that. jumper. Yeah, have you seen me shoot? That's a, that's about where maybe the the hoopers with glasses. Uh, that yeah. might be their idol. <laughs> that used Damn. to be the dude, man. The wrap around, yo, 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 don't make fun of the cat. I was one of them cats, man. Don't make fun you of the cats. You look like too the type. Yeah, the, you got yeah. that Bill Cartwright footwork. Yo, man, you needed that. Yeah, the headband that's connected. <laughs> you to had the to, man. With Listen, the headband tech. connected to the thigh bone. Damn, contact lenses and everything else. That really wasn't rocking out for stigmatisms back then. So Horace Grant was a real person, you know. But we we ain't gonna put that on him right now. Shout out to Horace, too, but 
really. That was the toughest 6.9 points per game player ever, boy. Yo, he still got a championship ring. That's man. what I'm saying. That's what I was about to that's, say. That's, that's he got baby. a few of them. He's still a champion. <laughs> he's, he got a few yeah. of them. Grant is doing okay, man. That's, that's why I modeled my jump over, yeah, man. He's the guy. He got it, bro. Fellas, that's going to be it on my side. I don't have anything else I want to put on it again. Just peace and much love, respect to everybody who's feeling this, who's been impacted by this, who's been changed by this series of events. And, yeah, we're going to set this intention going into the week to be as positive as possible, and we're going to check in with each other, make sure that we're holding each other accountable in that same mindset and that same Mamba mentality and make sure we execute on these things. Keep fighting, keep striding, keep pushing forward and making sure that you're putting in all of that work. Once again, it's been another fantastic episode of Off The Strength. I'm a trainer called Tony. K.R. Jones. Trey Brooks. You're a trainer, Corey. Peace and much love to y'all. Until next time, we'll see you soon. The, the perception of the way I am on the court is the way I am off the court. It's two completely different things, man. Two completely different things. I mean, I can be an absolute teddy bear at home with my family, with my kids, and enjoying that family time. But on the basketball court, it's a completely different animal. And you push for it, you push for it, you push for it, and you do the best you can. But at the end of the day, you can be comfortable with the results of where they landed and where they ended up. And so you know, that's the most important thing. That's why I can be really, really comfortable with the career that I've had. Before Gigi got into basketball, I hardly watched it. But now that she's in the basketball, we just had so much fun because for the first time I was seeing the game through her eyes.